There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange, the unusual, the monstrous. And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations, it doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius, a burgeoning telekinetic, or a social media influencer. Your safety is not guaranteed. In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. We open in an ancient, crumbling graveyard, secluded somewhere deep within the Anodyne Pines. Angela Atticus Jr. and Heck Gently are digging away diligently at an unknown grave for unknown reasons, while Penny White, Florence Beauregard, and Saber Muto wait nearby. So Penny goes over to Flo and says, Hey Flo, can I go use your bathroom really quick? Yeah, can you, do you know how to get back? Yeah, it's just straight and then um, more and then to your house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> straight and then more and then to your house. And then Penny uh, shuffles over to Angela and just says, Will you just keep her busy for a while? I'll text you when it's fine. Uh, Don't worry. I'm just going. Uh, okay. Be right back. Okay. And then Angela just lets her go. And then Penny... Puts her finger up in there and says, got poop, and runs <laughs> off. Hectops digging for a second gives you a big thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps running. Uh, okay, yeah, we can just we can just cut back to Flo's house. What are you doing? Cool. Um, I want to go through her library mm-hmm. of stuff. So I just want to look up anything that has to do with the magic that I could potentially do. So you find, uh, I mean, Flo's, so Flo's home is, much like her garden, controlled chaos. She's got stuff everywhere. Her book situation is not like a neatly organized shelf of books. Mm-hmm. We're talking some loose stacks of books he- hither and thither. So you start just kind of going through these books. And you see a lot of stuff like like Latin titles and a lot of stuff on herbology, spiritualism, transcendentalism. I will say too that most of these books look unread. It's not like there's a bunch of like well combed over books with weathered spines and like sticky notes in them. It doesn't look like most of these books have been cracked even once. Mm. You get the impression that Flo is maybe not much of a reader, more of a collector, but you do find one book. It's called The Astral, The Ethereal, and What Lies Beyond by Wallace Petter Goodwin. And you feel like with the weirdness and the danger that has been going on with you when you're astral projecting, hearing your mom's voice, 
Flo and your mom's warnings about some sort of danger there, that this feels the most relevant to you. Okay. Penny is going to grab that book and go throw it in Angela's parents' car and mm-hmm. then make her way back to where everyone is, whatever they're digging up. Yeah. You you managed to find your way. Um, like you said, it was pretty much a straight shot. I knew it. <laughs> back to this hidden cemetery. So as you arrive, you find Saber is just sitting on top of one of the intact headstones, poking at her phone. Angela is sitting next to the a now open grave, basically, watching Heck finish up digging by himself. And you hear a thunk right as you're walking up. And Heck says, uh, okay, um, I, I think this is it. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, just go ahead and crack that sucker open for me, and I I will be right down. Is it a is it a coffin? Mm-hmm. It's legit a coffin. Mm-hmm. Okay, heck, open it up. Okay, is this like um is this okay what we're doing? I feel like I'm like are we like robbing a grave? Don't question Flo. Okie dokie. <laughs> And Heck pries his shovel into it and <laughs> cracks it open. Boy. <laughs> I know, be a good boy. And Angela, you from you're sitting right beside it, and you see a puff of old dusty air billow out from the coffin. And you look over the edge into the grave, and you see what is essentially a skeleton in there. Whatever this grave is, whoever this is, has been in there for a very very long time. The skeleton is wrapped in. Kind of like a big head-to-toe shawl, like this very ancient rotten shawl. And Flo uh, scurries over and leans down over the open grave. And you see her pull a long thread from the shawl and stuff it in her pocket. And she says, uh, okie dokie, thanks for your help. We can head on back. Flo, who was that? I don't know. You don't know. We should probably fill it in, though, so nobody falls into it. Uh, yeah. What? what is it? What is this about? Listen, it's it'll all make sense when we get back. Don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. Angela and Heck throw the lid back onto the coffin and try to, like, hurry to bury it back because we want to get a move on in. Penny helps by just kicking some dirt occasionally <laughs> with her foot. Yeah. Uh, Angela, I think that refilling the grave is a repeat of what Penny missed digging the grave is that Heck just with his robot football player strength and speed is able to, uh, I think you just get like a couple of shovelfuls of dirt in by the time Heck has just like pushed all of this dirt back into the hole. I can't keep up. I'm trying. He's- also, <laughs> cry. Cue sad music. I'm trying. You did great. Thank you. And Angela like does a little tough, what do you call this? Muscles. Flex my muscles. Like a rosy riveter kind yeah. of a situation. Yeah. yeah. And kisses her. Gun show. Yeah. Two tickets to the gun show. <laughs> Showing off my guns. Oh, wow. You're putting on some muscle. Mm-hmm. You know it. And like winks over at Saber. Flo starts leading y'all back to her house. So Angela's like walking next to Flo, dragging the shovel behind her back to Flo's house and turns to Flo and asks her, hey, you've been in this woods a long time, right? Uh, define a long time. Mm, like more than 20 years? No. What? How long have you been here? Mm, I don't know, like 10 years, something like that? 10? Hmm. Listen, I've been all over. I don't, I honestly, this is the longest time I've ever been in one place. Wow. 
Well, you may have been here when this happened, but I got some weird news the other day that I went missing for a couple days when I was young and I ran into the woods. Do you remember like a little girl going missing for a couple days in the woods? You said you went missing in the woods? Apparently. That's what Uncle Jeff told me, but I was just trying to like kind of piece some information together because my parents were being a little weird about it. But yeah, I went running off into the woods for two whole days and then I just came back and everything was supposedly normal and we moved away. So, but I don't remember anything. What'd your parents say about it? Not much. They did say something a little bit strange though. They told me that after I was there for a couple days, I just wanted to come out and hang around humans again. They said you wanted to be around humans again? Yes, which is a very bizarre way of saying, all right, I'm done being in the woods and I can come back out into the real world. Yeah, that's pretty bizarre. Are your parents normally bizarre people? I don't I don't really talk to them that much, but they're not <laughs> but they're not like they're not like us. They're I don't not know like what my parents are like. I don't know what they're but they're pretty like normal quote unquote normal people. They have a great job, they drive a nice car, they have a nice house, have a nice marriage. That's normalcy. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone has a house and a car and a job, lol. I don't know, it was just pretty weird. I was just seeing if you were here at that time, but... I mean, I was definitely around, but, you know, I mean, there's a reason I live out in the woods all by myself. Like, I don't really, like, get in with the goings-on of town if you haven't noticed all that much. Yeah kind of trying to figure out what drew me to the woods. Yeah, I mean, since I've known you, you've been quite drawn to this forest. (laughs) Flashback of Angela running through the woods, setting everything on fire. (laughs) I mean, I don't know, like, I don't want to say anything to you that's gonna, like, I know how you can get, I don't want to, like, freak you out. (laughs) I don't get, like, overly freaked out or anything. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, this forest is a weird place, like, well, I mean, hold on. We're almost home. You all see Flo's house and garden emerge before you from through the trees. And you actually see now as you are walking back up that there's like rustling around in Flo's garden. And she recovers her stick that she had been like swatting around in the garden with. And you see her remove that piece of thread that she took from the grave shroud and tie it to the end of her stick. She takes like a, she adopts like that sneaking up on something pose with her stick over her shoulder with this thread now hanging off of it. And right as she approaches the garden, she swings it down and you hear like a whip cracking sound come from the thread at the end of the stick. And you hear it crack against something inside the plants. And then Flo pulls it back up with some difficulty. And there is a little, probably two foot tall, furry little gremlin creature who has been lassoed at the end of this thread and is now hanging and struggling from the end of the stick. See what I'm talking about? Oh, sweet little baby. There's weird shit all over this forest. It holds still. Jesus. What is that? I thought you meant like a rabbit or something. Yeah, not like that. No, it's a freaking Devoravoy. They're little spirit guys. Normally they leave me the hell alone. They don't really even show themselves to human beings that much, but I told you, something's got them all riled up lately. It's gotta be something to do with that spaceship. Yeah, I mean, that checks out. She sort of, like, swings it towards you, Angela, and Ah! you see, like, this nasty little, like, 
goblin mouth just like gnashing <laughs> in front of you. But this is what I'm talking about. This forest is like, you know, I talk a lot about like the astral plane and like malign spirits and stuff, but the barrier between like our world and like the spirit world where crap like this comes from, it's freaking thin all over this forest. So I don't know what happened to you, but like there's a very high probability that you got into some weird shit. Kenny's just like eyes big and just yeah. <laughs> looking yeah. at Angela. Yeah. Bigger than usual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say Angela like doesn't even know what to say, but then it's like, well. Flo, how'd you do the thing with the string? Oh yeah, that's like it's a I don't know, it's just a thing. You just you get a thread from a burial shroud and you tie it to a willow stick. And then you can crook these little suckers with it. Just those creatures specifically? Yeah, I mean, any sort of like yod spirit. Good to know. What do you do with them <laughs> after? You do this, and she swings it around her head a couple of times, and then she just launches it off into the forest. <laughs> like and a lacrosse just, ball. Yeah, just her cracking through the branches as this thing flies away. Oh, it's kind of cute. Yeah, they're cute, but they fuck up my whole all my rose bushes and stuff. They're nasty little critters. Supposedly, like, they'll help you if you, like, cook them food or something, but I don't, I'm not going to do all that. I just whip them and get them out of here. What? Thank you for your help, by the way. I appreciate you all. Of course. How does my forehead look? Better? Going no, down? No, it looks weird. Oh. What? What are those little bumps on the sides of your forehead? I don't... I put little pimple patches on them for them to go down, but I, I don't know what happened to me. I think it's acne. Really bad acne. Yeah, you're a teenager. That makes sense. <laughs> Flo doesn't know much about teenagers, but she knows they get acne. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was one once. I had it terrible. We used to have to lance them. Can I get some ice from your freezer? Sure. It's mostly ice. <laughs> and that one leftover bite of alligator tail. Oh, yeah. That's probably <laughs> or crocodile still in there, tail. Huh? Yeah. Angela goes in there, grabs a chunk of ice, puts it on her forehead, and walks out with the crocodile tail and says, Ooh, look, Penny, and throws it at Penny. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Penny just like smacks it away. Uh, it flies towards Saber and she just goes clear for a second, lets it pass through her. <laughs> um, Penny's going to pull out her phone and take Zeke and say, what are you doing? Are you camping or what? Question mark. And sends it. Thank you. We smash cut back to Zeke, who has just been rudely awakened in his dad's laboratory with an ice-cold bucket of water courtesy of none other than Dick Spangler, the astronaut kid. And Jeff says, uh, Oh, hey, Zeke. Welcome back, bud. Hey, Dad. How'd we get here? What happened? Uh, well, our new buddy Dick Spangler here freaking blasted half of those weird hazmat-suited creatures away with his laser pistols, and uh, we grabbed you and bolted for the car. Hey, darn tootin'. Your old dad here was kind enough to let me hitch a ride back with y'all in your fancy future car. Uh, I, I mean, my dad's car's pretty old. I don't know that I would call it a future car. I got a few of them too, right? I got a few of them with my lightning gun. I remember that. You got one and yourself. <laughs> Damn. Listen, Zeke, with regard to our future car, and he's looking at Dick now and nodding, and, and our future uh, laboratory, um... Dick here's, uh, Dick here's a little disoriented. Uh, what? And Dick says, um, yeah, uh, your dad hasn't, we haven't had a lot of time for him to fill me in, but, um, last I was here on this planet, uh -huh. it was the year 1956. Oh, yeah. ooh, ooh, Mr. Spangler. And listen, I know that 
I'm more of like a uh, more of an action oriented individual. Uh huh. I can tell by your choice of hat. Thank you so much. But I'm not a stupid individual. Yeah, huh? And I I can tell based on your dad's future car and this future laboratory. Yeah. That it is later. <laughs> Some time has passed. Yeah, I guess it 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 yeah it 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 is the future for you, I guess, Dick. But it is our present in twenty twenty one. He takes off his hat and he just kind of holds it for a second. Wow, feel like a kind of feel like I just left like a few months ago. Yeah, it's uh, relativity, man. It'll it'll fucking get you every time. I think I need to sit down. Yeah, uh, yeah. You'll find, uh, wel- welcome back to Chillhaven. Uh, you'll find that that happens a lot here. Uh, what is that? You get heavy news that makes you need to sit down. Oh, okay, terrific. That yeah. ha- that part has not changed. Yeah, yep, yep. Do y'all have like a, he's looking around the lab and he's like, do y'all have a chair or like what? Um, we just came down a tube to get here. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I think this slab will fold into a chair here. Let me just get down. And Zeke tries to get down and I think just falls flat on his yeah. face because he can't move He can't move any of his muscles real good yet. Jeff says, um, okay, uh, I'm going to go get a couple of Gatorades. Thank you. Yep. I feel like y'all could use an electrolyte boost at this time and I will find a folding chair. Okay. Uh, Dick, I'm going to stay down here on the ground. You can sit on the slab if you want to. Kick your legs up a little. Okay, terrific. <laughs> I don't think I can move. Um, Dick, you, you, you give me one sec, all right? And Zeke's going to check his phone to text Angela and Penny. You pull out your phone, and as soon as you pull it out, you get a text message. Man, I'm good. Penny texts Zeke and said, Zeke, where are you? Are you coming camping tonight? Camping to Oh, shoot. Zeke says, went to Lake already, met Space Cowboy, question mark, in a lot of pain, <laughs> can't move to come to camping, send. So we see Zeke on the ground face down with like only his fingers moving. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Penny takes back and says, wiener. Zeke takes, accidentally sends a selfie of him on the ground, but you just get like one eye in his forehead and then just the floor. <laughs> Penny sends back an emoji of a hot dog. <laughs> uh, smash cut. Back to Angela and Penny outside of Flo's house on the other end of the text conversation. Penny, what did Zeke say? Um, He said that he can't come because he missed Space Cowboy and he can't move. What? Read for yourself. Oh, uh, none of this makes any sense. Angela picks up her phone and speed dials Zeke and puts it on speakerphone. What number is he on your speed dial? 17. Damn. Look at Just you. Kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. You're 17, but there's like no one in the... There's like three people on speed dial. You just want to humble everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Zeke, I think, just clicks speaker and keeps his phone on the ground wherever it is and says, Yeah. Are you... what? Where are you? What are you doing? What's this about a space cowboy? Hi, Zeke. Sorry you can't move. Yeah. Thank you, Penny. Sorry I called you a wiener because you can't move. Yeah. Thank you. I shocked... I, I, there was a guy holding me, and I shot him with my lightning gun, and he was made of gas, and uh, he deflated, but I also electrocuted myself, and I'm in a lot of pain. Where were you? What is that, some kind of two-way communicator? Uh, <laughs> like a video watch? Dick, is give, that... Dick, give me one second, all right? Is that the space cowboy? 
Yeah, so my dad and I were at the lake in these awesome disguises trying to, you know, scope some intel from Indigo Labs. And uh, this fella came out of the spaceship while we were there. And then I shot myself and I blacked out and I woke up about 10 minutes ago and now I'm on the floor. Uh, Say hello, Mr. Space Cowboy. You all see over Zeke's shoulder on the phone, kind of peeking around, smiling and waving into the phone. The spitting image of... Dick Spangler, the astronaut kid, who you recognize from the photo from Meredith's office. <gasps> Angela drops the phone. Scrambles to pick it back up. <laughs> Penny's just screaming at the phone while Angela picks it back up. Zig, do you know who that is? He's Dick Spangler. He's a space cowboy. He's the f- astronaut kid. And he winks. Both true. He's from the picture that we got from with heck. Meredith's house. <gasps> Oh, you're that Dick Spangler, the so he knows astronaut heck? kid. One and only. He should know Heck. Angela takes the phone and walks it over to Heck and goes, Heck, do you know who this is? Dick Spangler sees Heck and you see his like eyes light up and he says, Heck, you're okay. Oh my God. You made it to the future. What? <laughs> and Heck waves and says, uh, yeah, I guess I did. I don't remember, though. You. Sorry. Do you know, Dick, why Heck wouldn't remember you? Uh, I just crawled off of a spaceship. I know, I know. I'm asking too many questions. About 30 minutes ago. <laughs> so I do not know, Heck, why you don't remember me. But we'll figure it out. Yeah, we He seems pretty memorable. Yeah, we figured out all sorts of stuff before. We'll figure out. I'm sure it's just amnesia or like some of your wires got crossed or something. Uh, Dr. Zeal, uh, well, no. Dr. Zeal. (laughs) I could be a Dr. Z. Okay. No, don't give him that credit. Listen, I'm not a doctor, but you can call me Dr. Z. Heck, listen, it doesn't matter. We, what matters is we're back together. We're the Z-Fairers, and we can figure this out in this crazy future world. Wait, I'm sorry. You're the what? We're the Z-Fairers. Is that your team name? You betcha. No. Dang, that's a pretty we're good team. We're the Avengers. Yeah, we're the Avengers. Welcome, okay. Dick Spangler, the astronaut kid of the Z-Fairers. My name is Zeke. That's Angela. That's Penny. That's Heck. Hello. Saber in there somewhere still? Yeah, Saber. We are the Saber like skateboarding in the background. What's (laughs) happening? (laughs) Yeah, you you hold the phone up and all all of Zeke from your side, all you see is just like Saber's legs and skateboard just kind of float, (laughs) like hovering and floating in frame. And we are the adventures. Okay, so, that but you were giving me guff about our team name. No, I said it was a cool team name. Okay, good. I guess I can't. I I don't know how sarcasm works in this in this crazy future world. I don't think I have the capacity for sarcasm right now. <laughs> Dick, it was nice to meet you, but Zeke, you're not coming camping then. I can't move. Fine. Well, can you at least like work on getting my car back from the lab floor? From, Can you just do some what? I don't know. Ask, it's my car is at Meredith and Vespers. Oh, poop! Because we had to run out the back door, huh? Yeah. Listen, I know you're in a lot of pain right now, but if you can just think about it, I would like my car back, and I would like for I don't know some kind of like cool little gadget to go get it, so we don't have to go there because Meredith will kill us. 
Yeah, I mean, once I have use of my arms again, maybe I, I'll do something about that. We'll Sounds see. Sounds great. Bye. Okay. Angela hangs up. Bye, Zeke. All right, Flo, thanks for letting us come over and dig up a dead body. Um, yeah, thanks for your help, Angela. I'm going to... Um, you and I should spend some time together and investigate... This? Yeah, we should put some feelers out into the spirit world, talk to some, you know, folks, beans. I feel like we need to kind of get to the bottom of this. I thought it was just acne. Well, I wasn't talking about the acne. I was talking about your weird woods situation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll check but in with you. now that you mention it, yeah, we should look into that, too. Well... I'll reach out to you tomorrow when we get back from camping. But right now we have to go um, check out some spaceship parts that fell into our uh, people that we know at school's backyards. Okay. Uh, Just normal stuff, you know. Yeah, don't let the aliens grab you. <laughs> aliens aren't real. I mean, I don't know. I've never <laughs> met any, but I've met people who say they've met aliens. Well... There's a, li listen, you just watched me lasso a nasty little gremlin out of my garden. Let's leave our minds open <laughs> to possibilities. Open minds, open hearts. That's what I used to always say when I used to be a yogi, you know? Okay. <laughs> well, we'll catch you later. You know where to find me. Okay, bye. Out bye, here bye. in the woods. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, we get in my parents' car. Yeah, Penny hops we... in the seat and puts the book underneath the seat. So... I t Angela turns on the music so that Heck and Saber can't really hear what I'm about to say, but I like kind of just turn over to Penny because I saw that she put something under the seat, and I was like, hey, why did you want me to distract uh, Flo back there? What what did you just put under the seat? Um, I was just looking around, and I didn't think Flo would want me to, but nothing weird. <laughs> that all sounds really <laughs> weird. I'll show you when we get to the woods. It's not that big of a deal. Okay. Flo's just been a little testy with me, so I didn't want to make a big deal about it. Okay, just checking in. Put the coordinates in for Cliff H. Anger's house. Anger. Anger? Anger. <laughs> Cliff H. Anger. Anger? <laughs> Cliff's house. <laughs> and away we go. Heck says, uh, what are we doing now? I'm going to turn around and say, Heck and Saber, since you're with us and we are going camping, uh, we just need to go by, you know, Cliff? Yeah, and you know I love Cliff. Yeah, He's my friend. Sure. And you know Chanel? The, the cheerleader. cheerleader. Yeah, yeah, I know Chanel. So they had some of these spaceship parts end up in their backyard last night. And so we're going to go check them out because apparently Zeke found a fucking cowboy. Yeah, I talked to him on the phone. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah you did. But we need to see what these parts are and if there's anything in them. Okie dokie. Cool. All right. Well, away we go. How long is this going to take? Saber, baby. It's not going to take too long. We're just going to do this really quick and then we'll get right to camping. Okay. Because like, I got s'more stuff and everything and I was going to like burn the marshmallows and then Ooh, like... It's so good when they're burned on the outside. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really eat anymore, but I was just going to like burn them and then like throw them at squirrels. Oh. I was really looking forward to it. No, we're still going to go. Okay. Okay. I got, I mean, I got like the tent and all the stuff. And, I know. Because sometimes we go to do things and then like there's monsters there and it like BFs all of our plans. Yeah, Listen. that probably won't happen today. Okay. <laughs> probably. But we don't know. All right. 
And away we go. Saber takes a marshmallow out of the bag and just like places it inside of her head while she just like looks at you skeptically. <laughs> Angela turns around, opens her mouth. Marshmallow, please. Sa Saber cocks her head back and like phases it through your head. Uh, Angela, you just ate a marshmallow you brain. <laughs> left with a marshmallow just in your mouth fully. Mmm, I love marshmallows. Does it taste like my thoughts? <laughs> Tastes like skateboards. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> Whoa, wow. All right, we're gone. Okay. You all pull up in front of the house of Cliff H. Angers. It's a house that's in an otherwise unremarkable neighborhood in Chillhaven. One of those like faceless suburban neighborhoods. And you're sort of like almost second guessing yourself as you're pulling up because it's like all these houses look so similar and then as you arrive at your GPS pin coordinate, you see a house that stands out for a couple of reasons. One, you can see right away the sort of like chunk of roof that was skimmed off by this piece of spaceship debris that crashed through here. And you also see a tremendous amount of overgrown vegetation. There's... Super tall grass, yes, but also big ferns growing up in the front yard. There are massive tropical-looking trees growing up around the house and big, weird, stinky flowers growing up out of the grounds as well. The path to the front door is like almost completely overgrown. It's clear that either someone has been taking a very hands-off approach to their landscaping uh, or has been taking uh, no approach to their landscaping. <laughs> and it's to, it's dense to the point that the house itself is sort of like partially obscured from your vision. Penny, is this the right address? I think so. Should we knock on the door? If we can find the door. Okay. Um, Penny's going to start leading the way, just kind of like flailing her legs and arms, like pushing <laughs> plants and stuff to try to make a path. Okay. Penny, you hack your way through this foliage. Like, I, I, I'm assuming using your hands as dull little machetes. Yeah, like karate chops. Yeah, just karate chopping uh, this foliage away. And you see the front door to the house unobscured. Nailed it. Oh, cool. Um, Heck, since you are good friends with Cliff, do you mind knocking on the door for us? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I hate it when people who aren't my friends knock on my door, too. Yeah. Well, we were kind of invited here, but still, it might be better if you knock. All right, here goes. He knocks on the door. <laughs> Y'all wait for a minute and there's no response. Heck knocks a couple more times. And still nothing. Hmm. Weird. Um, Is it locked? Penny like reaches for the knob and turns. It's unlocked. It is not locked. Should we just... Maybe maybe someone's hurt. Yeah. We should go check. We should go in. Angela pushes the door open slowly and motions to her friends to follow her. Cliff, are you home? It's Angela and Penny and Heck and Saber coming to check out your spaceship. Well, not your spaceship, but you know what we mean. You all push your way into the house and... It's still light outside, but there are no lights on inside. And the light filtering into the house 
is making its way through all of that overgrown foliage on the outside. And so it's dappled and faint. It's pretty dark in here. And you don't get any response to your calls out to Cliff, but you do hear a noise of someone moving around upstairs. (laughs) Well, this makes me a little bit nervous. Um, Penny yells out, Hello? Is anybody up there? There is no response. You just hear some heavy footsteps moving around upstairs. Saver, we may have lied to you. There may be a monster. We don't really know. But now that we're here, we have to check it out. I mean, do we have to check it out? I mean, somebody could be hurt. Cliff invited us here. And now no one's answering? A spaceship landed in his backyard? You don't think that's weird? Yeah, it's definitely weird. Well, do you and Heck want to hang down here while Penny and I go check it out? Andrew, are you sure that's a good idea? Listen, none of these are good ideas, but... I don't know if that that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) We've never had a good idea. Two bad ideas make a good idea. (laughs) We have to check it out. So if you want to come with us, Penny and I are going up there. If something goes goes wrong, we'll just run straight down and we'll we'll get out of here. Yeah. Okay. Heck says, um, honestly, Saber, it's probably better if we stay down here anyway in case, like, something happens down here. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Yeah. We are breaking and entering, so maybe we should, like, keep an eye on the door in case somebody shows up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this might look weird, I guess. If you came home and there was four teenagers just hanging out. Um, But Penny and I are going to go upstairs and just hopefully Cliff is there just playing video games or something. Just pacing. Yeah, yeah. Seems like you'd like to pace. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Penny and Angela, you two make your way up the stairs. And for now, you don't hear any more sounds from whoever was moving around up there. At the top of the steps... You find yourselves in a hallway with a handful of closed doors kind of directly in front of you and then some doors to your right. To your left, there's a door that is cracked open and there is an iridescent light coming out of it. I think that's where we need to go, Penny. Yeah, it looks like looks like that's the option. <sighs> okay. Ready? Yeah. We are strong. (laughs) Uh, We make our way down the hallway, and Angela puts her hand on the door that's slightly open and pushes it all the way open. You push the door all the way open, and this iridescent light suffuses this space. You find yourselves in a bathroom. There's no one in here. But there is a prismatic rainbow of light emanating out of the bathtub, which is full of water. And you look above you, and you see that that chunk of the roof that's been scraped off opens directly into this bathroom. So there's like a brand new skylight in the form of a massive hole in the roof directly over the bathtub. This looks familiar. Familiar? Yeah. Like, how so? The light. I've definitely seen it before. 
Where? This is really bizarre. Yeah, I have weird dreams. You dreamt about this? Something like that. Um, Penny's gonna walk over to the bathtub and just, like, stick her head over it and look in. You look into the bathtub. Oh, God. Which is so full that the water is gently trickling over the sides. And inside of the bathtub is a big, ragged, silver hunk of metal. Angela, look. That's a spaceship part? I think so. Can we touch it? We cut back to the Lynn residence basement laboratory. Zeke has um, gotten himself up off the floor. He's still feeling a little stiff, but he's feeling a little bit better after his self-electrocution. He's got a nice hot mug of Mountain Dew Code Red uh, (laughs) that he is sipping on. uh, And he says, uh, nice. So... Dick, um, you're Space Cowboy, huh? Yep, they call me the Astronaut Kid. Yeah, you've said that a few times. It's a really good title. Thank you so much. Uh, what, uh, what were you doing up in space? Well, I don't know how much you know about the Z-Farers and our exploits. I've seen one whole picture. Uh, that picture probably did not capture the <laughs> entirety of our kind of, you know, deal. Uh-huh. But... We were like, um, you know, we all had a lot of like special skills and abilities. Sure, sure. And Dr. Z, he was way ahead of his time. Like he was the most genius super scientist that had ever walked the earth. Yeah, I'm sorry. One more. You mentioned him before too. Dr. Z, what's the Z stand for? Zephyr. Dr. Zephyr Indigo. Zeke's eyes go wide, but he just says, go on. A brilliant man. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. He built the love of my life out of nothing, out of bips and bops. You mean Heck? Heck, gently the automaton. <gasps> Wait, Heck's the love of your life? Oh my god, that's so cute. Thank you. It, Just it, picture my face in your mind right now. It killed me to leave him behind on the mission, but the most brilliant scientist on Earth, at least at that time, I don't know what kind of cool future scientist you got now. Me, baby. Okay, but <laughs> at that time, the most brilliant scientist on Earth Besides Dr. Z was the automaton. I mean, he was programmed to be a boy super scientist, and we needed him to stay back for mission control. Huh. The mission was this. So, okay, backing up. The Z-Farers, our whole deal was kind of like using our special skills and abilities to, like, save people and protect humanity. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We're kind of trying the same vibe here with the adventures, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Keep that torch burning. Yeah, we cured a bunch of werewolves the other week. Sorry. Uh, Blankanthropes. Okay. (laughs) Oh, uh, yep. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Uh yeah. So anyway, Dr. Z, with his experimental telescope, that's how he discovered the quandary. The quandary? Well, that's what he called the big old Texas-sized asteroid that was heading a beeline towards Earth. Oh, geez. Yeah. Dr. Z's telescope is better than anything on Earth at that point. He was able to see this sucker coming right as it entered the solar system. So y'all were going up there to blow up an asteroid. We had to go blow up an asteroid. Bruce it was Willis a, style. I don't know who that is <laughs> or what that means, <laughs> but I'm going to say yes. Yes, yes. Any who's it's? Me, Yeti Page, Kerrigan, and Dr. Z, we got on the ship. The ship that you crashed in. The Prospect Quandary. Ah, okay. And we went on up there to blow up that asteroid. 
it was, as I said, at the edge of the solar system. So the journey was pretty long. Yeah. So Dr. Z put us all into like a cryogenic sleep. Hyperbaric sleep chamber, sure. Yeah, that's how everybody sleeps in this time, I assume. No, we sleep regular. Anyway, after that, everything's kind of fuzzy. I woke up. I came out of my sleep chamber. PQ was there. That's the artificial intelligence that ran the ship. Oh, okay. Prospect Quandary. We called him PQ for short. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. PQ told me that we'd gotten off track somehow, and we'd passed through the center of a black hole. What? Oh, geez. Wait, who was steering the... Was PQ steering the ship? Yeah, PQ steered the ship. PQ ran all aspects of the ship. PQ was the artificial intelligence of the ship. Uh-huh. PQ said we went through a black hole, but that it was okay because we were heading right back on down towards Earth. And then uh, next thing I know, we're crash landing right on your little town. Wait, so Dr. Z, Kerrigan, Yeti Page, are they still all on the ship? I, um, he kind of like shakes his head and like puts his hands to his eyes and like rubs his eyes. And he says, um, I don't, um, I, I don't remember. They must be. Yeah, they must be on the ship. Do you remember what made your ship crash? I think it was rapidly entering the Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> like I said, you know, I woke up and PQ said we were already heading back. But what about, what happened to the asteroid? PQ said we took care of it. But none of you guys, you just slept straight through it? Your AI just took care of it themselves? I think that, um, and he sits he sits back down onto the, uh, the science slab, and he's rubbing his temples now, and he says, I don't, I don't really remember. PQ said that the hyperbolic chambers could interfere with our memories a little bit. I might just need some time, I think, to, to gather my, my bips and bops. Uh-huh. Okay. So Zeke takes in all the details of Dick's story, and he's trying to put the pieces together, and, and there's there's some corner pieces to this puzzle missing. Uh-huh. Just some uh, almonds in there. And he's just thinking, like, I don't know what made that ship crash, but it can't have been good, and uh, I don't think anyone should be anywhere near that ship right now. Uh, and he's going to call Heck on his science watch. Oh, hey, what's up, Zeke? Heck, are you with Angela and Penny right now? I'm in the same house as them. Where are you guys? We're at Cliff's house. Oh, no. You're, you're at Cliff's house checking out the spaceship wreckage? Yeah, a piece of the spaceship crashed into Cliff's house. He told uh, Angela and Penny. So we came over to check it out. They're upstairs right now, scoping things out. What's... Me and Saber are down here, watching the door. What's the what's the vibe, Heck? What's going on? Uh, the vibe is quiet and a little spooky. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, um, be right there. Can you tell Angela and Penny if they're around to not check out anything really weird or scary until I get there? And Zeke, uh, hangs up. We cut to Angela and Penny in the bathroom. Penny leaned over the tub, about to touch the surface of the water. And right as you're about to touch the surface of the water, you hear a scream. You hear Heck gently scream. Heck, we gotta go check on him. You two open the door to the bathroom and step back out in the hallway. And you see Heck standing with his back to you, frozen in horror. And just beyond Heck, 
You see what he has seen that has frozen him. You see Cliff. It's dark up here. At first, it's kind of hard for your eyes and your minds to resolve what you're seeing. You see Cliff seemingly suspended a few feet up in the air. And as Cliff moves towards you from out of the darkness, you see the rest of them. You see that the cliff that is suspended in the air is actually just the frontmost cliff of this long, hideous, millipede-like chain of cliffs. As you look onto it, you see the cliff in the front fused to another cliff behind him a little bit lower, fused to another cliff behind him a little bit lower, and on down until it reaches the ground. And then emerging from the darkness, dozens of cliffs, each fused directly behind the one in front of it, so that there are dozens and dozens of cliff legs on the ground, and several cliff arms rearing up at you, and a wide opening maw of cliff mouths. And you see that the cliff in the back, aside from the fact that it's glommed onto a bunch of cliffs in front of it, looks like the cliff that you saw when you left the dance committee meeting. But as your eyes move forward over these cliffs, you see the progression of time, of him changing out of his school clothes, of him getting ready for a bath. You see each cliff seems to be a moment in time frozen, but all conglomerated together in this hideous, elongated, Cliff Anger beast. Almost as if several moments in succession in time had bled together into one gruesome abomination. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel less alone in this cold, unfortunate world. Although somehow I don't think my human friends are going to take very kindly to my new abominable friend. Alas, such is life. Speaking of friends, let's hear about the good pals who make the show together. Miss Lawson is a loyal friend who voices Penny White. Megan Swissman, in addition to being there for you, is the voice of Angela Atticus Jr. James Chenlar will treat you well all while he voices Equalin and composes the music for this podcast. James is also the co-producer and sound designer. And lastly, you've got a friend in Philip Swissman who produces, voices everyone else, and is the game master. Our introduction was performed by Ethan Waldron. Additional sound effects provided by Zapsplat.com. Monster of the Week tabletop game created by Michael Sands. Now if you'll excuse me, I gotta get that Northeast number.